Welcome to We'll See You in Hell. This is your number two episode for this Monday. This is your bonus ep. Well, it's not even a bonus ep. We just didn't do one last week, so we're giving you two today. Uh, Giving you the best that we got, baby. It's not the best that we've got. It's the opposite of that. The best that we got would have been an episode on time last Monday. I'm saying we're doing the best we can with our busy social schedules. In the yes. words of Miss Anita Baker? Uh, I don't know. You know what song I've had in my head, though? Speaking what? of R&B. Now uh, I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You don't remember that song? Uh-uh. It was an R and B song no. from the ni- early nineties, late eighties. I mean, that 90s. was my genre in the uh, late late eighties for sure. It was R and B, end of the road. It was around that like Jodeci early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know it. Who sings now? I lay me down to sleep. It, no, the song's called "Don't Be Afraid." I don't know who oh. sings it though. I know. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. That was more like grown-up R&B, though. Adult content. Talking more like in-the-club stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? You spent a lot of time in the late 80s in the club? Oh, yeah. I still do. Yeah. I never left. Big club kid myself. Yeah. Bumping and grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Grinding and bumping. Yeah. Humping and dumping. Okay. That's when you have sex and then take a shit right after. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's disgusting. Well, that's how we do it here in the hog house. I think you should do it before, ideally. You know, I don't know. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? Kingpin, baby. There you go. There's a reason she says it that way, in that order. Yeah. A line probably written by uh, Golden Girls writers, Mort Nathan and Barry Finera. Yes. Very I've been familiar. watching a lot of Golden Girls lately. It's a phenomenal show. Which it ones is. have you watched? Uh, I just passed the Burt Reynolds episode in season two. I'm about nine into season two. Season two is a is a tour de force. Yeah, it's great. Unstoppable. The uh, there's great a lot jokes. Of, I love. The, yeah. I, I just watched the one where there's the mean old lady who dies, and that lady kicks her coffin. <laughs> they had an amazing joke where she was talking about all the people who are going to in the Burt Reynolds episode, where she's like. Everybody's going to be there. Dom DeLuise. And then B. Arthur and Rose go, oh, my God. They go, Lonnie Anderson. They go, oh, my God. They go, Charles Nelson Riley. B. Arthur and Betty White just stare at her. <laughs> just a cunty joke, you know? It is. It's a real hard shot at uh, Charles yeah. Nelson Riley, who yeah. I'm a fan of. I felt bad. I always felt bad that he got He was like the joke guy in that crew. He's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Uh he Interesting a, that I chose to say the C word for the first time in 10 years on a podcast. Interesting move. I said it on radio the other day to a political talk show host Okay, who was talking down to me so much, and I started to get angry, and he goes, why do you get so mad? And I go, because you're a fucking cunt. 
<laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, you heard me. You're a cunt. And he goes, what's that mean? And I go, you know what the fuck it means. Uh-huh. I walked off the show. What was the show called? Uh, Stand Up with Pete Dominic on Sirius XM. I wish I, wish I could hear this. You can. You can Sounds like good it. It radio. Was, it was replayed on other radio shows at Sirius XM almost immediately. All right. <laughs> uh, you can easily look this up. I'll check it out. Yeah. You were yeah. just called on to talk about the news of the day? He's a guy I know that he used to do comedy, and we, we, we were, uh, you know, I've just known him forever, and he's got this political show now. And the last time I went on, he did this to me. Completely, like, talked down to me and, like, tried to kind of throw me under the bus in front of his audience. And then he did it again this time. Yeah. I hadn't gone on three years. I gave him another shot, and he did it again. And I was just like, and I lost my fucking shit. But, I mean, lost my shit after 32 minutes of him telling me every single thing I said was incorrect or wrong. Right. Or that I was a sad human being, which he said at one point. Oh, you, you know, it's just sad to think the way you do. I don't like to think that way. And it was all very passive-aggressive. And, yeah. And finally, I just got fucking, at the, you know, 30, 32 minutes in. He's like, why do you get so mad? I was just like, you know what, dude? Go fuck yourself. I'm not playing this game. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care what you think about me or if I ever do this show again. You're a fucking asshole. And I'm telling you in front of your fucking audience right now. But boy, did the sparks fly when the holy cow! Yeah, when you should have heard what was being said off air about you, about both to to each to each other. Oh, was, you guys taught you didn't you left, but you didn't leave the building. He went no, I he went to break, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck you, I'm out of here." And I I went to leave, and he was we were screaming at each other. It was crazy. Sounds it was right. it was it was pretty awesome. It was invigorating. Yeah. Um. I had a good time. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed it. I'm sure they love it when that stuff happens. That's radio, baby. Yeah. The old days, like Stern used to do it. Yeah. I like the payola days. When you pay them off to play a song. I don't when think the those mob days ever left. No, I don't think they did either. Folks, our show today, by popular demand, is a is a commentary of a Halloween episode of something. We, of course, chose Perfect Strangers because there is another Halloween episode that we did not do yet called Aliens, and we'll be doing a commentary on that shortly. If you want to go to your, your Hulu page or whatever, what have you, it's an uh, episode called Aliens Season 4, Episode 3. Yes. Perfect Strangers is streaming on Hulu. I believe that's the only place it's streaming for free. This is sort of a mashup week. Between We'll See You in Hell and our side podcast, P.S. I Love You. Yes. A minute-by-minute dissection of Perfect Strangers. Now, do you have any movie corner? Um, I could probably dust something off. I did watch Major League, which I had not seen since I was a boy. And uh, I cried at it. I thought it was fucking fantastic. That that cast, I was like, this movie ain't going to hold up. It was just fantastic. Yeah, it's a great flick. Moving in a weird way. Story of friendship. Euchre, still hilarious. Still very hilarious. It's a great movie. Who plays the Big voodoo fan. guy again? Dennis Haysburg. It is Dennis Haysburg. Who is now the voice of... Uh, 
insurance. Yeah, it is Dennis. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember. Um, it's a great movie, and the kind of ingeniously plotted. Really, it's by the guy who did the Sting and all the twists and turns. Kind of borrowed from the producers, where they got to finish last, they got to lose the season, and they wind up triumphing. But great movie. I saw a fun little horror movie called Southbound. Uh, I believe I watched it on Amazon Prime. Um, fun little anthology film. Um, Dana Gould is in one of the stories. Funny comedian. Okay. Uh, Love Dana Gould. Yeah, it was fun seeing him in there. Um, uh, one of the executive producers or producers on the movie was Brad Miska, who's the founder of BloodyDisgusting.com, which is a great site to find all your horror you know, news and stuff. Um, and it was fun. It was it was five sort of interweaving tales uh, that were all sort of dark and, and interesting. Uh, well, they were all dark and interesting, but um, they didn't really spell out everything for you. It, was, it had a sort of mysterious quality to it. And uh, it was an enjoyable flick. I, I recommend it. I think you should go see it. Or stream it, I mean. And where does it air? Well, I saw it on Amazon Prime, as I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just a second ago. Oh, I already Christ. said it. Well, you know, you could listen for once. Um, what? I saw... Er, uh, what did I watch? Anything? I can carry us through this if you want, because I got a few. Yeah, go ahead. But I know I watched something. Chappaquiddick. How was Chappaquiddick? <laughs> It's exactly how you think it was. It was amazing performances by the actors in the most boring movie you've ever seen. <laughs> it looks very boring. Yeah. Christ, it was boring. And I got to tell you, people, the level, the level of conspiracy in the fucking late 60s that a guy who wasn't even president had access to to cover up an, uh, 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 an accidental death that was his fault. Right. I, I I can't believe anybody has faith in anything government related. No, it's insane. Well, they don't anymore. I don't think it's so insane. Like it's like so that part of it, I guess, was interesting. But uh, you know, it's Ted Kennedy, and he's a fucking. They they really toned down the drunk part of him. Like who you plays know, Ted Kennedy? Your boy, uh, uh, from uh. From uh, what's it called? Uh, Horror House. What was that fucking movie? Winchester? Oh, okay. I forget his name. That guy. Yeah. Uh, I also saw another movie he was in called All I See Is You, which was him and um, uh, what's her name? Wow, this is this is getting dark over there. <laughs> it's like when you realize Grandpa's starting to slip a little bit. No, Ma- what's her face? It's married to uh, Ryan Reynolds that was in the Shark movie. Jessica Beale. No, 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 no. She's married to Justin uh, Timberlake. Oh, sorry. Blake Lively. Lively. Yes. Blake Lively. And that's a movie where she played a blind woman who uh, is married to Jason Clark. Yeah, Jason Clark. Boom. Yeah. And, uh, We're and tired, she so. suddenly is gifted sight by a doctor. And it it's about how that sort of her suddenly not her suddenly having independence from him is what destroys their marriage okay uh i gotta tell you folks i was about 40 minutes into this thing i was jealous of the blind character (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> not a bad movie. Again, great performances by both of them, but it's just a it, you, it's just a who gives a shit. Isn't Bo Bridges in there probably with a glass of brandy or something? No. Okay. I thought I remember seeing him in the trailer. And this thing is listed on the was listed on the airplane under thrillers. <laughs> and uh it's not. It's just a drama about a woman who can't see and then she gets sight and it that creates problems in the marriage. You've moved off Chappaquiddick. Yeah, no, this is not <laughs> This is called All I See Is You. Was Bo Bridges in Chappaquiddick? In if he was, I missed it. I don't know. Okay. You know who's actually very good in Chappaquiddick is Ed Helms, All right. who plays a very dramatic role, and he's fucking great in it. And I'm All like, right. wow, it, may, it gave me, I, I like Ed Helms, but it gave me a new respect for him. All right. I uh, rewatched. Jim Gaffigan, too, buddy of mine. Okay. He looks like a Kennedy. He's in it. Is like a, he's head. like one of the handlers. In, right. He's not one of the Kennedys. He's great in it, and in a very... I've seen Jim do dramatic stuff before, but this was certainly the one of the heavier things I've seen him do. You saw him do uh, sort of a Shakespeare in the Park production version of Hot Pockets. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're getting mixed up. I would give him Hot Pockets to come to my apartment and do <laughs> Shakespeare for me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Those are two, allegedly. I saw uh, 30 Minutes or Less, which I had seen in the theaters and remembered really enjoying. Um, the thing with Kristen Stewart and no, that's Jesse Adventure. Eisen. No, well, there's Adventureland, which came out around the same time with Eisenberg and Stewart. Yeah, this is the one where Eisenberg's like the convenience store guy, right? This is the one where he, he's like a pothead. It's got Aziz Ansari, Nick oh, okay. Swarsden, and Danny McBride. Oh, now I it's from okay. the Ruben Fleischer, who's an acquaintance of mine, who directed Zombieland. Now, at what point does Aziz? <laughs> scissor his fingers into Danny McBride's mouth in the film. Uh, he didn't do it. Okay. He didn't That's do good it. good to know. Why did you tell Aziz Ansari to do what he did, by the way? <laughs> I, uh, it was... I said for the, I said, I told him to have scissor sex. I didn't tell him oh, to, okay. to scissor a woman's mouth. It was interesting how much comedy has changed, even in this five years since this movie came out. Like, there are jokes... Racist jokes, homophobic jokes, and so, you know, and it's not that long ago that just would not fly today. Um, that said, I remember finding it really funny when I first saw it in theaters. This time, it's a pleasant enough diversion. It's an entertaining comedy. But what's interesting about it is that it was the basis for that Netflix documentary, the four-part one where that woman, you know, the guy blows himself up delivering pizza. Did you watch this one? Is it another one of these Duplass ventures? Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, no. Um, it's a really good four-part documentary. I loved it. I'm giving you the name now, but it's similar to like a Making a Murderer type They've got thing. their names on so much stuff. I don't. I can't, I can't remember yeah. what's what anymore. It's Evil Genius. It did look good, I, yeah. but I just didn't watch it. Evil Genius, That's I'll, that'll close my movie corner. I, I loved Evil Genius. It's super entertaining, but it's about these like psychopaths the the woman is a complete socio bipolar and all the interviews with her are fascinating she's like sweet and then she'll start screaming at the camera but they basically use this pizza guy as a pawn he's got a bomb strapped to him and that news story became the basis for this like ridiculous stoner comedy but the oh, true story shit. is actually very dark and serious okay anyway I'm sure everybody Pleasant involved enjoyed the b- being turned into a slapstick <laughs> yeah it, that was farce. a little weird a little weird. 
Yeah, that's like that guy that was kidnapped. The, the pain and gain or whatever that movie was called. Right. The guy that was actually kidnapped. He's like, this isn't funny. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> a little funny. Kidnapping I was is funny. tortured. <laughs> pain and gain. I, I like that movie. That's a good movie. Too. I liked it too. I'm just saying the guy was upset. Uh, anyway, let's get to our commentary. Because we got 24 hard minutes of perfect strangers here to get through. Great. Uh, this is season four, so they should still be keeping things pretty tight. All right. We're the one we saw where they were flying was in like episode 10. Yeah. We're going to do a one, two, three play. One, two, two three, three play. play. So you should have the opening credits. Nothing's going to stop me now. Now. Pat and I put the subtitles on to help that we, so we don't miss any of the dialogue. I've never seen that before. At the opening, it said David Perrin's performing. Nothing's going to stop me now. I don't remember that saying that on the last one. Uh, no, it didn't. I don't know who the fuck David Perrin's is. Nothing's going to stand in my way. This flame in my heart, like a long lost friend, gives every dark street a light at the end. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. The rain and thunder, the wind and haze, I'm bound for better days. It's my life, my dream, and nothing's going to stop me now. Chicago, baby. They're going to see the odd couple. As and they are, in a way, an odd couple, too. I'll tell you that, especially that Balky. He's off the wall. You talk guy. about odd. So the plot of this one, if I remember correctly, because I have seen it. Yeah. Is, uh, and we've actually discussed this episode briefly, but uh, this episode is the one where Larry is all excited for Halloween. And he, uh, he, he makes Balky and the girls watch a horror movie marathon and none of them want to watch it because they they're too scared right and he kind of calls them all chickens and then he ends up watching all of it by himself and then get horror things start happening in his life okay i think aliens abduct balky or balky is an alien or it kind of it kind of goes from there <laughs> i always found this woman very likable i like her too what Seems like one of your mom's friends or something I assume she passed. I, I mean, she passed. Or, she, or she's she, thirty years old. Oh, all right. Thirty looks different in those days. Yeah, I'm that's just, an old lady she's haircut. Still in stuff. She's not thirty here. The boss lady went on to become the wife on Family Matters. Am I right? Correct. But did you know that it was a spinoff? That that elevator operator oh, character became Harriet <laughs> Winslow. They thought she needed her own show. Which I don't understand. No, she's like, the boss of this paper, isn't she? That's is that her? Isn't that her? Yeah, she's not the elevator operator. Okay, she just came off the elevator. But it is a spinoff where she's like works this paper, and then is also the the mom and family matters. Correct? Is it a true spinoff? Pat, you're the one that told me it was a spinoff. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. This mask is way too disturbing for a sitcom. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean that's a terrifying. Um, oh, it's Balky. <laughs> uh, the the for those of you not watching along, 
the office, uh, the old paper that they work at, I can't remember what the paper's called, but it's Chicago all Chicago Chronicle. Chicago Chronicle. It's all decked out in Halloween streamers and stuff. Because you know how uh, you know how your office decorates uh, go you know like sure. crazy during Halloween. Sure. Uh, but anyway, they're all decked out for Halloween in the office there. Well, well, well. Before Family Matters, Harriet Winslow was originally the elevator operator at the Chicago Chronicle newspaper office in the third and fourth seasons of Perfect Strangers. She's the elevator operator? In the second episode of Family Matters, Harriet was fired as elevator operator. Yes. Why is she coming in with papers all the time and shit then? I don't know if that was her, Joe. That's what I'm trying to say. I think you might be mixing them up. The two women? No, that's her. That's the family matters lady. Then why is the elevator operator wearing a, a dress? And I remember her being in like a uniform on this show. Hold on a second. I'm going to look this up. Well, I just read it to you right off of Wikipedia. What was her name? Harriet Winslow? Harriet Winslow. What is, is Balky a bird? That's a good comedy costume on Balky. Good choice. Yeah, Perfect Strangers. Here she is. Mom from Family Matters. And no one's disputing that, Joe. <laughs> this isn't the issue we're contending about. I'm lost. I don't know. Anyway, what the... Uh, I can't find any pictures from Family Matters for some reason. <laughs> Have you seen the Key and Peel sketch where he plays Carl Winslow? No. We need to watch it after this. It's the funniest sketch they ever did. What is the plot of it? I don't even want to spoil it for you, but basically he, he goes in and he's pissed because he's like, this was supposed to be a family sitcom with me as the dad. Now it's oh, the no, damn I, Steve Urkel show. I have, I have seen that. When And then the evil the Urkel comes one. in? Yes. Yeah, that's her. That's Harriet Winslow. All right. But what the hell? That's one hell of an elevator operator. She's yeah, coming mean, in with documents and she, shit. <laughs> She did appear to be kind of running the show. Yeah, I I swear, up until you said she was, I thought she was the boss of the paper this whole time. Right. Anyway, Balky is now dressed up like a red chicken. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why, but he, but he is. I missed it because of our argument about the elevator. Now, have we ever discussed, they're fucking these women or they're not? Of course they're fucking them. They marry them. All right. Eventually. But I mean, do they fuck pre-marriage? I believe Balky does. That's kind of like a running gag on the show is like Balky's girlfriend is always like, oh, Balky. And like she gets super turned on by him and like yeah. makes out in front of Larry. And then Larry's always like, you know, he he can never get a moment alone with Jennifer. That's the gag. Right. And in fact, after he proposes to her, there's the episode where he loot he the ring is she takes the fake ring by accident and he's got to swap it for the real ring and he sneaks into her bedroom to do it while she's asleep and he says uh I've always dreamed of being in Jennifer's bedroom but it, this wasn't exactly what I pictured so I mean that's a pretty sad state this guy's right this guy's putting a ring on it they haven't even boffed yet yeah I would guess, unless they're weirdos and they fuck in the street like like dogs. No, by, by boffed, of course, you mean farted, right? Yes. Right. That was that was part of the Kavanaugh hearing. Oh. <laughs> boofed. They go, what do you mean by boofed? He goes, flatulence. I was 14. 
had an answer for everything. What is this world coming to? What is happening? Um, now, were you a TGIF watcher? I, I definitely went a whole decade with all the permeations of, or permutations of TGIF. Yeah, there was a time in my life where somehow four sitcoms on a Friday night was enough. Yeah. To satisfy whatever I wanted out of this world. Yeah. But uh, I used to have the best time watching TGIF. Like, I didn't want anything else in the world. I would have my one soda I was allowed per week, a bowl of popcorn, and watch four of the stupidest shows ever made. Uh, I was not, I, I was, I liked TGIF, but I wasn't as into TGIF as I was into the, uh, my big ones were the Thursday must see TV, NBC. Of course. You know, Friends and Seinfeld? Oh, uh, I, I, I go, no, I'm talking older than that. I'm talking when it was like Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cosby, Night Court. Sure. And Seinfeld was... Dear John sometimes. Yeah, Dear John, yeah. I love Dear John. And I was also a big fan of the Saturday Night Run because that's when the Golden Girls were on. Golden Girls, Empty Nest, Nurses, and some other show that would have been All in the same universe. Right. (laughs) Right. It was like like Marvel before Marvel. Yeah. Back then. Yeah, Uh, they were pitching us on the show on a a crossover with Last Man Standing. I was like, well, no, but also their show takes place in Colorado. We're in Tucson and the characters don't know each other. I was like, this isn't the 80s anymore. People are a little savvy to be like, hey, I'm just coming to take a tour of your old folks. Sure, home. sure. It's me, Tim Allen. Uh, I have to say, I thought the I thought the opening scene of uh, Last Man Standing was very was really funny. Oh, I didn't see it. It was, you know, they they did what you probably expected they would do. It opens on the kid with the mom. The he's old. like, and he's flipping through the channels. He's yeah. like, "What the hell? My favorite TV show isn't on." And she's like, "Well, maybe it's on another channel." And he's like, "Mom, you don't take a successful TV show mm-hmm. and just put it on another channel. Okay. Why would they do that?" Right. And then Tim Allen walks in and he goes, "Cause maybe they're idiots." Right. And I was like, "That's that's pretty funny." Always good to to start a sitcom on the premise that the sitcom does not exist in the real world. <laughs> The, uh, I liked when they did it with Futurama, where it was like... Never saw that show. Never once. They they did the... Before they brought the show back, they did, uh, they did like the movies on Comedy Central right. or whatever, a Futurama. And the first one back was... There were a lot of jokes about how it got canceled for no reason. Right. And, uh, you know, network executives. All, you know, all that shit. You know, sure. It's always sure. funny when the network suits get made fun of, I think. I agree. Now, do you think there were a lot of battles on Perfect Strangers? Do you know? Do you think they had stories like, "Oh man, we fought for that that storyline because that was about the characters"? Um, I always got the feeling that these TGIF shows worked almost like Tyler Perry's thing, where they do like they write a hundred in a week, right? You know, especially by the end, I, I feel like there were just guys who went from show to show, and eh, Balky enters. Uh, I don't know. Hey, hey, cousin. All right, good. That's good enough. You know, they yeah. just kind of, they all ease into sort of a very predictable laziness by the end. And they had, uh, I bet you they had terms for everything. Oh, you know? sure. What's sure. our balky bang in this episode? <laughs> yeah. Got to have that balky bang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there was a lot of cocaine flowing through the 80s sitcoms and also into the 90s sitcoms. I've worked with some writers who talk about you know, a big pile of blow in the middle of the Will and Grace table. 
Um, yeah, I mean this goddamn business. Let it happen. I agree. Let, let let put the blow on the table. You're making everybody stay till fucking eight a.m. I from, agree from the from the day before. It's like l- let everybody get fucked up and write the show. I think some shows uh, will have drinks and stuff. I you know I always worry about the productivity slipping. But have I had a drink to uh, get through a tough day at work? You bet your ass. Good for you. Now, look at how decked out Larry's apartment was for Halloween. Did you see that? The, to the I lengths did. that he had decorated that place? I mean, it's a sitcom. You got you to gotta make people feel at home. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you know, if, if, if you had a friend that decorated like that for Halloween, you would think he was a fucking psychopath. Yes. Did you watch... Uh... She's not in the elevator again. <laughs> this woman does everything except operate the goddamn <laughs> elevator. Maybe she's in charge of elevator management or something. She's Becky Thyssenkrupp. I mean, she look, she's asking to smell his breath if he's been drinking. Yeah. She seems to hold a lot of clout. <laughs> and she seems to have no problem wearing that vest, which is a real power move. Yeah. I could also picture Carl Winslow himself in that vest. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I could also picture Urkel in it. That was the good <laughs> thing about Family Matters is an interchangeable wardrobe amongst sure. the cast. They, you know, you'd have to let out an Urkel for a Carl to get into it, but... But yeah. yes. But that was a trick they did in TV back then. Yeah. They'd say we need we need a cast make the characters that they could all wear the same thing so we don't right. have to spend a lot on wardrobe. Did you watch ju- Just the Ten of Us? Yes. Used to love Just the Ten of Us. I loved it too. Bill a- Smitrovich could have could have been a TV star in those days. That's a- how that's how lax things were. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a bald fat guy. Sure. He was the John Candy of sitcoms in my opinion. True. Did so- you watch uh Step by Step, which I don't think I missed an episode of. Uh, I like Step by Step and Never in My Life. Whoop. They so, just disappeared so these into a two wall. women just walk through the wall. Larry's... Subtle reaction from Larry. He's going crazy because he watched too many horror movies. Yeah. He's seeing things. Uh, Never in My Life. Big eyebrow actor, Mark Lynn Baker. Yes. <laughs> Look at him. It's all in the eyes. Yeah. Uh, did I want to have sex more... With someone than Suzanne Summers in the step by step years. Sure. Didn't care at all Three's Company years. That's those step by step years where she was like in her forties and just rocking it. Yeah. Good Lord Almighty. Balky just floated down from the ceiling. Then you saw him sort of detach from the strings. Yeah, and then Mark Lynn Baker made his eyes even bigger somehow. Balky's, Balky's working his brows vest. too, though. Balky's in a vest too. Almost Whoa. exactly like Mrs. Winslow's <laughs> vest. Balky keeps floating up and down. I mean, it's, you know. So so at this point in the show, you're saying, what, what it, is, is this all in Larry's head? Right. What do you think the explanation is? Is it like that, uh, the worst Cosby show episode ever, where he eats the bad sandwich and then has horrible nightmares all night about sandwiches? Uh, you I ever think, see that one? It's like a season yeah. one. It's it's the worst sitcom episode maybe of all time. <laughs> I I would argue that. Okay. I don't think that that's possible when you've got. You, there's a lot out there. Yeah. All right. Fair. There's a lot out there. You know. Now, Joe, have you ever worn a vest at any point in your life? Yes. Outside of like a wedding. No. No. Like like socially, no. Yeah. Have I you? have a. 
school picture of myself, maybe third grade, wearing like a gray button-up vest and a white shirt. Doesn't look bad. I look pretty cute. In fourth grade? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a little child wearing it is fine. Right. Grown man with a... Adult vest, I don't think I pulled that off, outside of like the Marty McFly, like, life jacket style. This scene has had three vests. Both women and Balky have all been wearing vests, and they're all very loud vests. Right. Uh, Balky is pursuing Larry to take him to his home planet of Mepos. Mepos is not a country. It turns out it's actually another planet. That La- Look at those eyes. Yeah. On that Larry. Uh, Rumor Strangers was really for kids. I mean, that's why I was asking about the fucking. I feel like kids enjoyed it more than adults. Um, I mean, they had a bachelor party episode of, you know, where there was a stripper and stuff. Oh. What, but what'd she wear? Full full front? It was full frontal nudity. Yeah. There, was the, there was the full frontal scene that Mark Lynn Baker did uh, right around the time that the piano came out. Okay. <laughs> so he kind of advances on the stripper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, no, but I, it's, it's, I don't think it was for kids. I think it was just like, this is, what net, this is how sterile network TV was then. Right. Think about how sterile it is now, you know? Yeah. You'd, you'd look at a you look at a show on ABC or something like if I watched I'm not shitting on the show. I'm just saying, like, if I didn't know any better and I watched the Goldbergs, I would think that that was like a Nickelodeon show for kids. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Speaking of which, horror fans, Freddy Krueger making an appearance for the Halloween episode of the Goldbergs. Robert England. Yeah, he's doing Freddy again on the Goldbergs because apparently I guess they've done a lot of episodes where they do homages to movies mm-hmm. that were famous in the 80s, so they're doing a Halloween one with he's coming in as Kruger. But doesn't England like not play him in the movies even anymore? Well, they only made one movie without him. Oh, it was okay. the remake. But he did say he was, he was done playing Freddy, but obviously he's When not. the Goldbergs calls, he'll change his tune. Yeah. The uh, Balky's flying up in the air like a like a man witch <laughs> not the sloppy joe no uh but in a very witchy kind of spooky way and uh he's I, he's saying i guess he's cackling that he's going to take cousin larry to planet mepos right um the outside of the, they just show the exterior of their apartment building it always made me want to live in chicago I would have loved to live in Chicago and almost did. I was debating between Second City and Chicago as a performer or uh, New York and be an NBC page. That's what I chose. I'm glad I did. But I, I, a dream of mine would be to live in Chicago for a bit. Because it's like New York without the shit, the constant onslaught of shit. Yeah, but also the worst winner of all time. But I love winter. It's what, it's what I want more of. I want more of it, too. I don't know that I want a Chicago winter. It's fucking cold, dude. All right. Have you been to one? I have. It's brutal. I I used to go there for concerts all the time. I saw the Breeders there once. Tiny theater called the Metro. It's a great town. Let's talk about how out of both of their leagues their girlfriends are. Yeah. It is outrageous. Well, that's a sitcom staple. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close in this fucking thing. No. The, uh... Um, what's it called? Um, oh, for Christ's sakes, what was I going to say? The, uh, oh, Chicago. The, no, a friend of You're mine wearing was... a vest. Oh, the vest is the bit. Everyone who has a vest is an alien in Larry's mind. Oh, so that was okay. intentional. It's a vest-based episode. Okay. Balky's still flying. 
We really missed that whole point. Yeah. Um, Chicago. My friend was telling me that lives in Chicago. That she was saying that uh, she, she was like, yeah, when the winter comes, we just stay in and drink. Yeah. Like, because it's so cold. I mean, it's it's like dangerous cold outside. Right. I like that. Uh, that's that's a little too much for me. I like not having to leave my house. That's a little too much for me. I think uh, you know, I don't need a fucking, I don't I don't need to lose a finger. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? I do. How cold would it get in St. Louis? St. Louis, it gets just as cold. I mean, it's uh, Chicago is probably a little worse because there's water there, but St. Louis would get down to the zero area from time to time. Yeah. I definitely had some birthdays canceled due to roads and temps. Yeah, that would, uh, that, uh, I think that would kind of, you know, be sort of like those, as bad as it would get in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, sometimes in the low single digits, but, you know, it never got below zero. Larry was dreaming the whole time, ladies and gentlemen. What's your favorite, uh, costume you wore as a child? Freddy Krueger. Okay. Which is crazy. That as children, we dressed up as a child murderer, and it was fine. You have knives in your hands? Yeah, my dad made me a glove. I mean, he made it out of, he, he made it out of like dull metal. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it couldn't, it couldn't hurt anybody. But, um, and, then, uh, and then I got the, I got the costume glove like, that they released that actually was plastic blades, but it looked like the real glove. Yeah. It was pretty fucking cool. All I remember was I was Orko once, and I don't even recall enjoying He-Man. I don't even remember ever watching He-Man, but I was Orko, the little sprite. <laughs> and beyond that, I don't remember any of my costumes, really. What made you choose Orko over He-Man, for instance, or one of the <laughs> good characters from the show? <laughs> uh, probably, if I did watch it, the only character I related to was Orko, the little floating dork. You also felt like a faceless, uh, underappreciated yes. person with, that had a lot of magic to give the world. Yeah. Plus, uh, hey, man, what am I going to go to school without a shirt? <laughs> no, thanks. The uh, Here's what I don't get. We had, a, we had different body types, me and uh, Mr. Man. My, uh, my, phone is bu- my phone is buzzing here with news updates. Okay. You saw the Kanye <laughs> did, did that Trump speech on SNL. I was watching it, yeah. yeah. And also the worst musical performance I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. Dressed as a bottle of water. Yeah. So the next time... Also, could we get Pete Davidson into a few more sketches over there? Because <laughs> he's a very diverse performer. He really <laughs> lands a lot of different styles of comedy. Pete's my friend. Is he finally in a lot of sketches? He's in every sketch, yes, because he's fucking Ariana Grande. The uh, Pete's my buddy, so I'm happy that he's getting some FaceTime. But it's it's. But this he's, is about Pete. This, man, the this man is not thing. a sketch performer. This news thing is about Pete. All right. So Kanye leaves. He tweets out. Lauren had a great time at SNL. Lauren said, "I can come back and host by the end of the year." Before right. the end of the year. Then the next episode, Pete goes on and says about Kanye West being mentally ill is not an excuse to act like a jackass. Sure. Who's on? Who's telling the truth? Who's on <laughs> whose side? That's I mean, all I want. That's all I want to know. It, so, so Lauren, you know what I mean? Lauren goes, "Hey, we'll have you back." Yeah. And then he's also like, "Yeah, now go call him a jackass on air." Or Lauren didn't say that, and Kanye's nuts and lying. Or w- w- Kanye is is nuts. I don't know if he's lying. Lauren, I think, just loves anything that that creates ratings, even if it's 
bringing President Trump on well after the point he was an established monster. Right. Uh, and, and watering him down for a mass audience, perhaps destroying, you know, at least laying the, the bricks that would soon uh, crumble our democracy around us. Right. Um, I think Lauren is a shitbag. But no, I think he's a shitbag, too. I mean, j- just the epitome of that kind of rich white. He sucks. The episode just ended, by the way, as Pat was ranting about our crumbling democracy. <laughs> we missed the completely missed the end of the episode. Um, well, I Balky's think it, not an alien. Larry was he, dreaming. It's OK. Balky's not an alien, guys. <laughs> Calm down. Um, interestingly enough, even though we weren't watching very carefully, that the subtext of that Perfect Strangers was it was about our crumbling democracy. That's why I started talking about this. Well, and it was a play on, and I've never seen this. Yeah. It was a play on the idea that a foreign person coming to our country is referred to as an alien. Uh-huh. About he actually might have been an alien from outer space. Right, right, right. I've never seen that joke done before. Nor have I. I w- I'd like to see it more. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, about as fresh as uh, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> he's a prick. He's a son of a bitch. He's standing right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> Love it's it. It's always funny. It is kind of always funny. It's always funny. That's always funny. The uh, the uh, you know we've we've discussed this. The the guy. Take care, baby. We love you. Hangs up the phone. Schmuck. <laughs> yeah. That's always funny. Yeah. Every fucking time. I like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. There's no way I'm doing it. Hard cut to him on the camping trip. Yeah. Well, I guess I did it. Yeah, that. Also the version of, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It pays $200,000. Well, wait a minute. (laughs) Where do I sign? (laughs) Yep. I'm not saying I'm above doing that joke. That's always a a chestnut. Yeah. No, I... uh, Look, it goes against everything I believe morally. I think it's wrong. It's disgusting. It pays five hundred grand. Where do I sign? <laughs> and I'll tell you this. Line. I'll tell you this. I'm still a sucker for you do the impressions of the people working, celebrities working normal jobs. Yeah. Give me a Seven Eleven run by Nicholson, uh, Cosby, and uh, and uh, Jane Fonda. I'm in. I want to hear this bit. Wait, that, that's not a sitcom bit. No, I'm saying a bit, like a bit that's always funny to me is when somebody does an impression. They a go, stand up, "Could you imagine if?" Uh, I think it might sound a little something like this. Yeah, yeah, I'll laugh at it every time. Sure, of course. I don't give a shit. We're simple men. Who is simple? Um, kind of ma- never did it on with the Joe. Well, do it now because it's the end of the show. Well, gang, I guess it's about time to get done with the show, and at the same time, done. With the Joner of a Lonely Heart. Wow. Joner of a Lonely Heart. Much better than the... Very good in the clutch. Very good. We had yes tickets, didn't go. Uh, yeah. Yes is... It would have been dark. Let's be real. It's hit or miss, man. If it's the 50th anniversary tour, they're 75 years old. Yeah, and it's hit or miss. And, and as I said... I have seen them on, like, DVD concerts I've watched and stuff pull out a fucking acoustic folky version 
of roundabout that right. never kicks in. Yeah. And I'm like, if I sit through the whole fucking concert and they do that, I'm going to be furious. Sure. So anyway, folks, we'll see you soon live October 20th at Oh My Ribs. Uh, and if we don't see you there, we'll see you. Uh, well, well, you'll hear us again. We won't see you at all. Um, or hopefully we'll see you someplace else. Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. And uh, I'll be in Philadelphia headlining the punchline uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I am the Patrick Walsh at Instagram and Twitter. My show, The Cool Kids, airs Friday night. And also on Hulu, where they have the first two episodes up. Uh, live show October 20th. I think that's all we got. Gang, we'll see you next time. And we'll see you in hell.